Hello, and welcome to The Top 3, a podcast where we discuss the definitive rankings of everything. I am your host, Kieran Davey. Today, I am joined by Rachel to discuss the top three Halloween costumes. We'll be talking broadly about what makes a good Halloween costume, and even toss out some DIY tips at the end. It's sure to be a spooky discussion. Let's dive in. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Hello, hello. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm honored that you have asked me to be on this pod. I mean, we've been talking about getting you on the pod for a while because I look to you as somebody who has a lot of knowledge about subjects, but I know that you were a little hesitant initially. I was. Well, I'm honored that you think that. I think I am a very smooth-brained girl. I have (laughs) always no thoughts in my head. But I think I sort of branded myself as someone who really enjoys Halloween and like the spooky season. So it's a little promising that this marketing for myself has been working. (laughs) So thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, you were the first person that came to mind, you know, wanted to do a Halloween themed episode. Last year, we did um, top three movie monsters. Today, we're gonna be talking about top three Halloween costumes. Still unsure in terms of like, if we'll actually settle on a top three or not. Tough to have definitive criteria for this one. Yes, I'm not sure exactly how this will go, but we have some ideas. Yes, exactly. And for you, you are somebody who, probably out of all the people in my life, you have had the most impressive Halloween costumes pretty consistently. Oh, thank you. I think I reached my fifth anniversary last year, where I started actually putting in more effort to my Halloween costumes. It's been super fun. Yeah, I mean, I think I've always enjoyed arts and crafts, and so dressing up is something that I think naturally is something that I would enjoy and it didn't really occur to me sooner that this would be a creative project that I would enjoy as much as I do. Very fun. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the one things I'd wanted to ask you about was why, what drew you to making these kind of like elaborate Halloween costumes? For your first year, you dressed up as Wonder Woman, right? Yes, that is correct. Honestly, I think it aligns with my descent into like comic book characters and movies and Marvel and DC because their costumes are so elaborate and interesting and intricate and so as someone who likes to do arts and crafts and I think sort of my favorite part of it is thinking logistically how those costumes are made especially because I'm a normal human with like negative Hollywood costume design budget I have to sort of make do with what I have and so that's sort of the fun part is trying to figure out how to make it look like theirs and especially with the Wonder Woman costume it's sort of her accessories that make her her so it was fun to sort of think about how to design those pieces yeah like I remember a few years ago you dressed up as like the Winter Soldier from Marvel and you had this be like just total metal arm yes and what did you use to make that again actually it was two iterations that I did Of course, with all of these costumes, it's on a trial and error basis. So the first iteration that I did, I like wrapped my arm in plastic bags and then wrapped all the shiny silver duct tape. But then it was too tight and I couldn't like remove it. (laughs) So I had to like cut myself out of the arm and then try again. And then the second iteration, I went with a shirt, like a specific long sleeve shirt, shiny silver underneath. So if anything poked through, that the colors would still match. And then that worked better to take on and off. But yes, 
the Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier costume was probably my all-time favorite costume I've done. Yeah, it was very cool. It worked very well. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's, yes, yeah, one of my proudest accomplishments in my life. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be talking a little bit kind of later on in the episode about some, like, DIY costume tips as well. But you and I approach Halloween costumes very differently. Yes, I want to hear about your Halloween lineup, what you've done in the past. I've gone through distinct phases <laughs> in that, like, when I was a child, I was just going to dress up as, like, whatever is the coolest character that I'm currently interested in. I mean, that's a good foundation. I guess that's kind of what you're doing now. Exactly. A personal highlight of my Halloween journey was uh, when I was nine, I dressed up as uh, Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle with the blue mask. I love it. Very big into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. And so I had like a Leonardo costume, I think, that I think my grandma got for me. And then I had like green face paint that I put on. And I dyed my hair green for the day with like Whoa. spray on hair paint. And then I had a little sword. I'm impressed with all those little details. Usually it was not that elaborate. Usually I'd, I don't know have like a cape and I'd be a superhero or something. But that was a highlight of my of my Halloween years. Definitely in high school and probably through university, it shifted towards like pun-based costumes. I love that. I wanted to talk about this too. Like the play on words is so creative. I think one of my favorite things about costumes is its creativity. So whether that's like the costume itself, so that sort of play on words or whether it's how they've designed the costume. But yes, I love the puns. What have you been in the past? One, I think I went as the phrase, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. I had like a life cereal box that I taped to my chest and then I gave lemons to people. That's so cute. And then also I dressed up as Iron Man, but I just had like an iron, like for ironing clothes. <laughs> I had a little logo that I put on my chest that had an iron on it and I had a cape and I was Iron Man. Oh my God, this is so good. And that idea actually, my dad came up with that and then I ended up using it. That's a good one. Wow. And so I definitely was leading more towards pun-based stuff in my high school university years. And then recently in like the last couple years, I have like a generic go-to costume it's very low effort and honestly very low quality is it just recycled every year pretty much and if i need one basically what i do is I, I tie a red bandana around my head and then put on a denim jacket and say i'm bruce springsteen and it's just very bad i'm not really proud of that one but it works consistently are you looking to switch it up Potentially, you know, I'm open to it. What if you go back to those pun Halloween costumes? Yeah, I got to do a little more creativity rather than just the go-to red bandana across the head as a costume. <laughs> My best costume, though, that I've ever done, and I don't know why this came up, like where this came from, but I dressed up when I was 13, I dressed up as a tube of toothpaste. Oh, interesting. How did you manage this one? I basically had like a big plastic sheet. I don't know where I got this from, but like a bed sheet, but it was plastic. Um, and I like curled it up at the bottom so it looked like a rolled up toothpaste tube. And I used electrical tape to write like crest in big letters along the side. Oh my god. And then I t uh, strapped a lampshade to my head. And so it was like the little cap. Oh, I love that. See, this is so creative. I'm such a big fan. So that one was definitely my like my peak because I don't know anybody else who's ever dressed up as that. And I don't know where this idea came from. I really enjoy that. I understand the electrical tape though. I also use electrical tape. What was it? Two years ago when I dressed up as Hella, I used like green electrical tape to do her yeah. patterns on her bodysuit. I thought I was a genius. It was like one of my only light bulb moments in my life. I was like, wow, 
electrical tape. This is great. Yes, no, it's super handy. And I think of your costumes, Hella's the one that I think is the coolest. Oh, wow. Thank you. I think it's the most unwearable Halloween costume. Because you have like the big head. Exactly. The, yeah, her headdress thing is hard to wear. And then even just the actual bodysuit, like even though the electrical tape worked really well for the photos, not sure how it would work for like walking around for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk a little bit about kind of different genres and like what you're looking for in terms of different categories of costumes. When you were a kid, were you also into dressing up? Like, has this been something for your whole life? Mm-hmm. I did, but I don't think as much as I do now. Actually, my mom made me some costumes when I was a little kid. So she used to sew a lot. Yeah, my grandma did that for us as well. It's so handy. We appreciate all those who are sewing costumes for us as kids. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> the One of the ones that stands out to me is she made me a Snow White costume. Oh, that's and cute. And it like, looked like Snow White. And yeah, it was beautiful and it looked so good. But I think one of my favorite costumes from high school was a group costume that my friends and I made. Um, we went as Isabella and the Fireside Girls from Phineas and Ferb. Oh, cool. Like such a random thought. I have no idea where it came from, but it turned out so well and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's fun when you sort of dress up as those niche characters and so only some people know who you are. Yeah, and group costumes are always a good idea as a unit. I think everybody looks cool. And then even if you have some people who are like lower effort, because you're part of the group, it boosts everybody up. It's true. So we've talked a bit about like for us personally, our peak Halloween costumes. Uh, I'm curious, why do you think in general people are into dressing up? Actually, I was going to ask you like where this has come from and why people do it. I'm not like an expert in terms of the history of Halloween costumes, but I know that ever since it was like way back in the day, like early Halloween, when it was like a, like a Celtic festival and like All Saints Day and, you know, way back in the origins, I think people would dress up in kind of like more spooky costumes to like ward off ghosts and evil spirits. Oh, that checks out. And so it's more connected to like folklore and has like actual kind of like folkloric roots but then definitely in the 30s i think was when it shifted towards becoming more of like we're dressing up as like characters and became more like mass marketed as like a, oh stores will sell costumes of like popular cowboys or whatever as always with like i guess you know capitalist culture it becomes more of about the consumerism than about the like actual traditions and folk tales so i think that's like a little bit about the history but in terms of like why people actually like it i think it might be kind of what you were saying about like it's a chance for people to be creative and to be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Just something out of the norm. And I guess now it's tradition. There's an obligation now to follow the crowd. <laughs> I definitely have leaned towards what is the lowest effort costume I can do that is technically still a costume. No, I appreciate the low effort costumes. I don't know where I saw this, but someone had dressed up in all black outfits, um, but then had a square on their shirts with the Adobe Suite application logos. Oh, that's fun. And so together they were like the Adobe Suite collection. And I think they were a graphic design team. So it just ties in the whole concept. And so I think that's hilarious. Like, I think that's so good. Like, once again, like, really low effort, simple concept, but elevated by the group. Exactly. Okay, so let's talk about what makes a good costume. 
I think I'll have to go back to what we were saying about creativity. I think that's sort of my number one marker for a good costume, whether it's the actual subject of your costume, that like play on words, like a ceiling fan, or I've also seen like the serial killer ones are always good, or whether it's how you make the actual costume with the resources that you have. So I guess for us, both of us are leading more towards like DIY costumes as opposed to like buying something from like a costume store yeah the costume store is a little bit of a cop-out <laughs> yeah and I, I i get why people do it because it can be kind of fun but i just feel like part of the fun is like you mentioned like maybe it's part of the challenge and being like oh how do we come up with something and you know let's use our our creativity <laughs> exactly also those costumes are so expensive these days yeah I, I was reading a little bit about how much money people spend on halloween costumes and i unfortunately don't have this stat on hand but like an absurd amount of money is spent on halloween costumes every year as with anything it's far higher than you would expect it to be <laughs> it's insane how much they are now but i totally understand if you're i guess maybe last minute and need a costume but even at that point again you could throw on your red headband and jean jacket and call it a day no exactly so when i started thinking about what makes a good halloween costume like creativity i thought of a little bit of effort is nice puns are fun i kept going back to how it really depends on like the activity and like what the costume is for i broke it down by categories mm -hmm. context is important the four that i could think of i thought of like when you're a kid like trick-or-treating like when you are a little bit older, kind of going out to a party. I thought of like the office, like what is a good Halloween costume for like the workplace? Because some workplaces have Halloween as a, you know, celebration. Uh, and then I thought kind of in line with your like intricate and like highly creative costumes, more like on the cosplay front, putting a lot of effort into creating this character and like being really intentional about making it as detailed as possible. Are there any other categories that I'm missing out of those four? No, I think that, I mean, I guess school, but I sort of put school with workplace too. Is school similar enough to like childhood trick-or-treating or does school deserve its own category? Okay, well, I, when I think of trick-or-treating, I think of like going outside and going house to house and my parents definitely had to deal with my whiny child self complaining that I needed to put a coat on. You have the costume and you have like the winter coat over top. Exactly. I'd complain that the lovely people giving out candy would not know who I am if I have a coat on. But of course in our weather, we would need it. Yeah, you are now Snow White in like a puffer jacket. <laughs> exactly. Winter Wonderland Snow White. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was thinking like for childhood costumes, the best costumes are... Uh, mobile so you can walk around and they're warm so that way you know you can actually be out for a little while the best one that my parents came up with was being little red riding hood and then just wearing the red cape over my coat oh and I, yeah like it kind of works i guess but you're still wearing the coat over i guess the little red riding hood dress yeah, yeah, yeah. The actual red hood is outside. That's very important. Yes. So I think my parents did well on that one. But then I guess recently with Game of Thrones, I saw a lot of kids wearing like the fur coats to keep them warm. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I thought that was fun and sort of interesting. Or even like Cruella de Vil, where she I think also has the fur coats. Anytime that there's winter-based characters, I guess, it's a good time for 
people who are, you know, celebrating Halloween in cold climates. Exactly. I think it's, yeah, also a fun way to incorporate that. Like, I guess this is very based on our experience growing up in Canada, as opposed to if you're trick-or-treating, like, I don't know, in Southern California, maybe this is not an issue. Oh my god, how I would love that climate. So that's why I feel like the trick-or-treating sort of you have to, or it's fun to incorporate your coat somehow into the costume, but then for school, you can wear like normal clothes and or not need the coat. So there's like a little bit more options. I'm really not a fan. I know this is really big when I was a kid, at least of like the full face, like rubber masks. I just find those are so bad personally. I agree. I think I was also scared of them in general. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're scary. You don't know who's under them. And if you're wearing them, it's kind of hard to breathe. And it always like there's condensation from your breath and it just becomes an uncomfortable experience. Yeah, it just seems like an overall zero out of 10 experience. Yeah. And so I thought regardless of the context, whether it's a party or an office or school or as a kid, <laughs> full face like rubber masks. Uh-uh. Not it. Let's get those out of here. I agree. I'll back you on this. Yeah, I think so. When I was thinking about childhood as well for trick-or-treating, obviously childhood joy is just the number one criteria. Yes. And I also think props are kind of fun. Like, like me, I had a little tiny sword as a ninja turtle. Mm-hmm. It's ones that I kept coming back to when I'm thinking about, you know, what's a good costume for kids. Is this kind of just like whatever character the kid likes the most? Just dress them up as that. If it's like Spider-Man or Darth Vader or whatever, they're going to have an amazing time. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think they don't care for the puns yet. <laughs> no, so totally. It's definitely, yeah, maybe character base would be the right way to go. Maybe this is why I think it's so fun, but when kids dress up as adult based things like you can definitely tell that it's the parents who are like you can go with this especially when it's like yeah toddlers who are dressed in like really clever costumes and you're like this is just the adults having fun with their little child <laughs> exactly then if we pivot towards the party context which is probably like for a lot of people the main context will be wearing the costume at i haven't attended many halloween parties in my lifetime so i actually I'm only going on movies that have Halloween parties. Wait, have you never been to a Halloween party? Have I ever dressed up for a Halloween party? Probably not. Like if there's a party around Halloween, you just show up as Rachel. I just don't think I went to them. <laughs> Why is this so sad? <laughs> Maybe we should edit this out. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this would be a Rachel confessional. No, like... <laughs> Rachel, I'll I'll host a party this year and I'll invite you and you can dress up. Wow, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> this is like beyond embarrassing. I mean, I think all the Halloween parties I've attended were at school. Like I don't. Okay, think... well that's that still counts though. That's what I mean. Okay. Because you're still dressing up again. You're still kind of hanging out. A party is just hanging out with friends. I guess so. Maybe it's just my friend group, but we definitely have had house parties around Halloween. That's pretty consistent. But then also, like, the expectation is that you have some kind of costume. One very memorable one is I had a friend who had a party where the theme was Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. It was a Shaggy-themed party. So then everyone dressed up? Everybody had to dress up as Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, which thankfully is a relatively easy costume. It's mostly just a green t-shirt. It was kind of bizarre to be at a party and see, like, an entire house full of shaggies. <laughs> I think that's so fun, though. Yeah, it was very fun. Theme parties, I think, are fun. I had a list of criteria that I wrote down that make for good 
party costumes. Ooh, okay, let's hear it. Few key ground rules. It's like, first, we've already established masks are freaky. Don't wear masks. People need to see who you are. Uh, also, I think you want to limit the props. Having to carry something with you the whole time, that's part of your costume, is a hassle. Yeah, I agree. That was on my list, too. You want to ideally look good in some sense. You don't want to dress up as, like, Jabba the Hutt, for example. Like, you want to go to, like, you know, move and socialize. Two things that I thought were highlighted for, like, party context. First, I think that, like, face paint could be your friend. I agree. Like, let's say if you just, like, dress in all black and then just, like, put on face paint and now you're a cat. Or, like, you're a skeleton. Or whatever. Like, it's it's pretty simple and it looks cool and it's pretty fast. And I also think that puns thrive in party contexts. But I think the lower the effort, better the pun has to be. Ooh, I like that ratio. <laughs> For example, I've seen where somebody just puts like three black dots, like construction paper dots, kind of on their chest. And they're like, oh, I'm a piece of paper. And it's like, no, this is really bad. Or like if they have like a red, yellow, and a green dot, they're like, I'm a stoplight. And it's like, hmm. But then I had a, one of my, my friends, Sophia, she dressed up where she wore all black and then had these like little tiny cutout like ears all over her body. And then she would come up to people and say, hey, guys, if you have any good costume ideas, I'm all ears. <laughs> I thought that was incredible. I think that's great. I think that the party gives, like, funny vibes and especially, like, humorous costumes would go down well with this audience. And then especially those sort of clever ones. Yeah. And then you also have, like, kind of classics. Like, anything from a TV show that's, like, a current popular TV show or movie is probably going to hit pretty well. Oh, yes. I was gonna say that I like when you dress up as sort of those TV characters but you also could look like a normal person but know that TV show you know who they are I was thinking like if you dress up in like a plaid shirt and leather jacket and a cop badge people would know that you're like Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and so it's sort of dressing up as those characters who have like iconic looks to them fun to identify as like the outsider but also fun for you to dress up and see who knows who you are yeah, exactly. Or you just wear like a, I don't know, soccer jersey and a mustache and you're like Ted Lasso <laughs> or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I saw something the other day that was like, you're not truly an icon until someone can dress up like you for Halloween and like other people recognize who you are. Nice. So if I dress up as you for Halloween, this is, uh, is that the, the next stage? <laughs> I don't think I'm at that level yet and I don't think I care to be. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we have a Rachel-themed Halloween party <laughs> where everybody dresses up as Rachel. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. You also have some classics, like the pirate is like pretty common, or like okay, yes. just the ghost with the sheet on, if you're just a ghost with a sheet. Like, I don't know if anybody actually does that, but it feels like it's a like, classic costume. Right. The, the cat is like kind of pretty common. Definitely pretty classic and accessible for anyone, but I think... You need to elevate it in some way. One that I really like is like three blind mice. Oh, that's fun. So, so you can like still dress up as mice, but then you each wear like sunglasses and... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we can we can still be animals, but let's aim higher. Exactly. Vampire is pretty common. I don't know how I feel about like zombies or something. They're like covering themselves in like fake blood. I'm less into the gore based costumes personally. I think they look really cool. We used to have like a zombie walk or something. Yeah. There were people who would dress up so intricately with, yeah, all the gore, blood. Yeah, so it definitely can look cool. My personal tastes don't necessarily veer in that area. I also don't have like great makeup experience or anything, so that also limits me. Me neither. 
we're in the same boat. So let's switch over towards like workplace costumes. I guess we're kind of really going more like what makes a good costume as opposed to the top three. Bit of an unconventional episode here. Does your office do costumes? I'm going to say that I started work in pandemic and so I haven't actually experienced Halloween yet in my office. So I'm not sure if they do. I've like heard some whispers that it's very much a thing in our other building, um, but the building that I'm in doesn't really do it. So I wasn't sure if I would dress up this year. The verdict's still out. Okay, okay. Our office, I think, has historically done, you know, Halloween costumes some to some degree. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah, I was going to ask whether you have dressed up for the workplace. For me, I've just done, I've just dressed up as Bruce Springsteen as my uh, office costume. Again, with just the red bandana and a denim jacket, which a lot of my coworkers are a little bit older than I am. And so it was a big hit. Know your audience. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so I think for the workplace, first know what your office is doing. Yes, I agree. You want to keep it like simple. If you can remove it if necessary, I think that should be one of the key criteria. Yeah, where you sort of look like a real person, but maybe with a few accessories that could be taken on and off. Totally. External accessories are actually your best case scenario. You don't really want face paint or anything because you want your face to be able to be like recognized in a professional context. So for me, the red bandana, denim jacket worked well. Two that I saw in the office that were really good. My supervisor dressed up as the Phantom of the Opera. He dresses slightly fancier and then has a cape. And then he has one of those like half mask things that he made out of like a paper plate. And then that's great because all he does is take off the plate and take off the cape. And now he's just my supervisor, but slightly fancier than a regular workday. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, or you have like a cape and a wand and you are a wizard. And like that's the entire costume. Yeah, I think simple is best here for sure. I also feel for the workplace, we're talking about in the party how like low effort costumes, the pun has to be really good or else you're kind of going to be booed. Whereas I feel like the workplace, even like the lowest effort pun is passable. There's a different expectation here. No, exactly. For the workplace, dressing up as a character from a show or movie is always a good time. Something that sort of... Yeah, again, you look like a normal person, and it's sort of relatively easy. Exactly. Okay, so at this stage, we've kind of chatted a lot about, like, what makes a good costume in the various contexts, and about, like, things that we value and look for. We've tossed out a few different ideas in terms of, like, actually good costume things. I don't know if we have anything resembling any semblance of, like, an actual top three. I know. It's going against the whole... The whole premise? But I think, that, I think that's okay. I think knowing what makes good costumes in the various contexts allows it to be up to the person. Because ultimately, kind of costume is like up to you in terms of your creativity and what you're wanting to do, um, what your goals are, you know? So maybe at this stage, let's pivot a bit and talk about like top three DIY costume tips. <laughs> Can be how we round this out. Okay, circle back. So I feel like it's often quite overwhelming to choose a costume. It can literally be anything. Unlimited options out there. Um, so I usually like to start with like a grounding factor of some sort and sort of build off of that. I guess using last year as an example, I dyed my hair green. And so I sort of used that as a foundation um, to ideate what characters either have green hair or where green is sort of like important factor of their character. Oh, so you dyed your hair green and then brainstormed costume ideas afterwards. Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's interesting to sort of come up with those characters. 
who are, are associated with the color green. Well, that kind of ties into one of my things, which is kind of very much working with what you have. If you're low on ideas, some people have like a clear idea of what they want to do, and then you can build off of the idea and get creative with your supplies and be like, how do I make that idea out of what I have? Mm-hmm. The other option is to be like, here's what I have. How do I make what I have into an idea? For me, I look through my closet, and I'm like, I have a red bandana, I have a denim jacket. And so that kind of sounds what you were doing with like, I have green hair. Exactly. What can I do with that? Yeah. What can I do with this? Such a fan of those, I think those YouTube videos back in the day where they were like, here's 50 costumes you can do with just a white dress or like a black shirt because it makes it so accessible for people. Yeah. Or like for me with my toothpaste, like I have a lampshade. What can I do with a lampshade? You know, oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like getting creative with what you have. Exactly. That's one of our top three tips. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is another tip more than it's just something that I do in order to jog up ideas is just to take a walk around the dollar store, try to think about how I could use these materials to make something creative. So I guess it's sort of in line with this. Totally. I'm going to like thrift stores. Definitely in high school, that was our main strategy. One year, my sister and I dressed up as like Christmas elves for Halloween. Oh, that's fun. And we'd thought of that because we were at Value Village looking for cheap Halloween stuff. Saw some like Christmas stuff that was on sale for like a dollar. And we were like, all right, let's do that. I like that. I think Value Village is also doing a better job at making it easy for people. And they have sections now. Exactly. And so they're kind of catering towards that audience. Another tip that I wrote down, and this is something that I have not followed very often, but I think if you're going to have, you know, a, a solid costume, definitely planning in advance is valuable rather than jumping around for a costume like on Halloween day. It is very helpful. I used to start planning in like June. Throughout the year, I would take notes on which characters stood out to me and something that could be a potential Halloween costume for that year. By like summer, I would have, yeah, I would narrow down that list and then start to think about how I could become this character. And so like if I'm shopping throughout this summer, I could sort of have those ideas at the back of my mind and know that I have to be looking for like a specific type of shirt or a specific skirt that I want to wear. Cool. That level of preparation is slightly beyond me, but that's also because (laughs) your quality of costumes are far beyond me as well. (laughs) No, I will say that this year is in contrast to all the other years. I am not prepared. Yeah. How much prep have you done at this stage, like 10 days out from Halloween? I had an idea that I really was excited about. I think it's going to be postponed to next year. (laughs) Yeah, feel a little burnt out creatively this year with all my other projects going on. Well, you know, if you need an idea, you can always go as Bruce Springsteen. Thank you so much. I will keep that as a backup. Oh, I also want to say that liquid cement is my new best friend. And it's something that I've only discovered recently, as in last year when I was looking for things. But if you ever need good glue, I guess, like something a little bit stronger than hot glue, which is usually my go-to. But liquid cement is so helpful and very easy to use. I have never used liquid cement before. Right? I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, very cool. I'm always so impressed by what you're able to make, your creativity. Oh, thank you. I am honored. Okay, so then I guess kind of the tips that we've talked about to try to synthesize this into something maybe vaguely top three related. We talked about use what you have, planning in advance, and then uh, being creative and kind of letting your creativity flourish, whether that looks like 
using liquid cement and foam and whatever else to, you know, how can we dress up as the Adobe suite as our, you know, team costume? Is that enough of a top three? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We're really playing it fast and loose with the top three format on this episode. We don't want to limit people to specific options because Halloween is kind of all about fun, creativity, do your own thing. I love seeing what other people can come up with every year. It's one of my favorite things. So we're leaving it open on this episode of the top three. And I think, you know, that's okay. Open-ended result. (laughs) Cool. So then I guess, as you know, can we usually end each episode by talking about a piece of life advice? Do you have a piece of life advice that you want to share? Yeah, so I guess this sort of ties back to our conversation earlier about how I've been feeling a little burnt out creatively this year. So sort of more life advice to myself. I'm really trying to learn to be okay with not always creating. I don't always need to be in constant motion um, in order to feel like I'm contributing to something. Um, So sort of learning more to relax or like just coasting is enough and learning to do so guilt-free is something that I'm trying to learn and work on Um, and so sort of this maybe is a more reminder than life advice this is your sign to give yourself time to relax and do as little or as much as you like in relation to your Halloween costume or any sort of creative endeavors in your life yeah that's great advice because you know we've talked about planning in advance and being creative and let your creativity flourish. But also, you know, if you just need to pull out the red bandana for another year, that's fine. Exactly. That's totally fine. I think sometimes with creative projects, it can be tricky to maintain it through busy periods and everything else is going on. I've definitely took a break in terms of my podcast episodes this summer. (laughs) To maintain creative projects, you got to go at whatever flow works for you. Be that a longer term thing or a Halloween costume. Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you, Rachel, for joining me on the episode and having a largely unstructured conversation about Halloween costumes. We're taking it easy. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the conversation. <laughs> yeah, delighted to have you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. A big thank you to Rachel for joining me today. And thank you so much for listening to the top three. We hope that you enjoyed our discussion of the top three Halloween costumes or top three Halloween costume tips. If you want to suggest the topic to be discussed or you just like to say hi, please leave a comment or message us on Instagram at the top three pod. You can also email us at the top three pod at gmail.com. The music featured in this podcast is by Sebastian Ochoa Mendoza. If you would like to support the podcast, please tell your friends about it. I hope that you have a lovely day.